I am joined by Lorna Phillip, who is better known as the Birmingham Dilla and has also recently started Black Mama's Birth Village. Um, so I just want to say thank you, Lorna, so much for joining me today on the Build Better Brands podcast. Oh, you're welcome, Danielle. And do you know what? Thank you for not calling me Lorna Phillips. That's <laughs> on the end. Everyone puts the S. So thank you already. I love you because you didn't put the S. Well, I do my best and I do my research and I know that you are Philip and um, it's a little bit with, um, I can relate to that because my surname is Clark and people often spell my name without the E yeah. and it drives me mad. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very sensitive to getting things like that right. So I appreciate it. Um, so... Lorna, obviously you're a business owner and that's one of the reasons I've asked you on the show today because uh, there'll be lots of business owners listening to this that maybe want to start a business, don't know where to start and I thought it'd be really good <clears throat> to get you to share your story and give some insights into how you got started really. So let's okay. let's start there. Tell us a bit about you. <sighs> Okay, so I'm Lorna Phillip, as you know, um, rightly said, otherwise known as Birmingham doula. Um, and I'll talk a bit more about what a doula is a bit later on. Um, I first came into business uh, back in 2007 or eight, I think it was, with a very different business to what I'm actually doing now. And so I've been kind of around the block a little bit, Danielle. <laughs> um, and then uh, in about nine years ago I trained to become a doula so um, I was working um, full-time um, in a children's centre, Shore Start Children's Centre as deputy manager and also the health coordinator and so I'd coordinate all of the family health activities so Shore Start was set up um, in various areas around the UK to help and support families who have children from naught to five years old and so uh, part of my remit was to um, put on um, baby massage in the area. And Aww. I know oh how sweet <laughs> is that? How, how gorgeous. These babies turn up and generally moms, it was open to dads too, but generally moms turn yeah. up uh, week after week for their baby massage course. And I was struck by how much they would discuss their birth experiences, you know, so yeah, okay, I'd had my, I had two children at that stage. I've worked in health for a long time, but I didn't realize until then how important people's birth experiences were to them. Um, and I'm like, gosh, come on, we've come to kind of do this course. Will you kind of shut up about your, your birth experience? But I didn't say that, but I was thinking that in my head. Um, but yeah, they would go on and on about, gosh, I didn't feel supported or I, was, I felt let down by the system. And I found out about doulas back then. That was about 2004, five. And um, I trained, you know, a few years later, I trained to become a birth and postnatal doula. So what I did um, as a doula was uh, support couples and, and uh, people during pregnancy and during childbirth and those first few tricky weeks uh, of the newborn baby. Um, also hypnobirthing teacher. So I teach, again, couples how to relax very deep, deeply for birth. I run antenatal courses for couples and for people. Um, I'm also a massage therapist. So I do quite a lot of things yeah. all, all around pregnancy and birth and babies. 
Amazing. Um, and what an important role. And it wasn't actually until I met you that I knew what a doula was. And I think the first time we had a conversation, I pronounced it wrong. <laughs> Everyone does. I've been called um, a jeweler. Oh, you're a jeweler. You make jewelry. No, 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 no. I'm not a jeweler. I'm not a dealer. Yeah, I'm a doula. Doula, doula. Um, and I mean, what a journey you've been on. Um, what do you think when you kind of found, when you were talking to those women and, and you found those insights, did you immediately know that that this was, you know, this was going to be a business? This was something you were really going to kind of focus on and niche no. down? <laughs> no, not at all. I kind of heard their experiences. You know, I could kind of sympathise. You know, I've had a you know, varying experiences with my two um, childbirths. So I could empathise, but no, it wasn't until um, I'd heard about doulas. And even then I heard about them and didn't think, oh, I want to train and become a doula. It's, you know, sometimes the seed is planted. Yeah. And at the time you don't really think about it very much, but it's kind of germinating in the background there, you know, watered and sunshine. And then it just kind of flourishes and it's like, ah, yeah. And that's when it kind of hit. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to train. I'm going to try. I'm going to help people and um, help them to have better birth experiences. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, what what a tough, I mean, this is me. I'm putting words in, in your mouth, really. You know, I'm thinking that must be a really tough job. But t- tell me, is it? How, <laughs> how's it been? I mean, I've... I, I imagine it's very emotional, um, uh, but but also very rewarding. But what a what a responsibility because it's a whole different level to what um, midwives and you know other people that that are around pregnant women that help to support them and help them give birth. Yeah, it's it's a different role from a midwife. I mean, midwives are fantastic. They are experts, you know, with birth and and, uh, pregnancy. And so as doulas, we are lay people. We are not, I'm I'm not a nurse, I'm not a midwife, I'm not a clinician in any way. So there's no doing tests, there's no examining of people when they're pregnant. It's that real emotional, um, physical support. So it's getting to know the person or the couple really well, hearing their kind of deepest, innermost thoughts about being pregnant, giving birth, being new parents, um, being available, you know, not just nine to five, we're, you know, we're available um, outside of the so-called office hours. And it's about that special relationship with that one person that goes on all the way through that pregnancy, all the way through to parenthood. That's the kind of the magic thing about being a doula. And yes, it's hard work. <laughs> you know, we make it look glamorous on Instagram, but it's, it's, yeah, there's some things about it that aren't very glamorous. You know, if, you, if you're if you kind of not into like what I call birth goop, you know, bits, you know, kind of running out of women. And um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're not into um, late nights, overnights, being awake for over 24 hours on the job, because we don't work in shifts generally. So it means that when you're at a labor and if that labor is now running into 14 hours, in duration there's no generally no kind of like saying okay I'm going home now yeah we we tend to stay you know sometimes we work in couples where if we are shattered the other one can come in and take over but generally we work we are self-employed and we we work solo so it's late nights 
It's sleeping in the back of your car sometimes. I've slept in a hospital chapel just to get a bit of kind of <laughs> shut eye. Sorry, God. But thank you. Um, yeah. I'm sure not... he doesn't mind because, I mean, <laughs> look at look at the cause, right? It's the good use of the chapel floor, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, some of the things you've mentioned there, as a business owner, I can relate to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the long hours, the, yeah. the sleepless nights, the the you know it's not nine to five and I think I think sometimes when people have this idea of having their own business and doing something they they kind of can overlook that and how hard it actually is and it is hard being self-employed is hard um you know you you you've got to bring the money and you've got your bills to pay there's no monthly salary that's going to drop into your accounts unless you're you know you sometimes you can juggle you know a, a, a job with a kind of side hustle type business which is great I did that for a while so you're still getting that salary coming in but when you are fully self-employed it's down to you and you only that's hard yeah it is and I think that's why it's so important to make sure that you genuinely love what you do yeah, they say that if it doesn't feel like work, then if it's a passion of yours, that's going to make a good business. Because, you know, yes, there's the money side, but also there's the heart side, the passion side as well. And you know when somebody is really passionate about their area of business, it, it shines through. A hundred percent. Doesn't it? Yeah, totally. And, yeah. you know, I have conversations with people all the time. Sometimes they're they're startups and sometimes they're people that have been in, in business for a while and the ones the ones that keep going and don't give up are the ones that genuinely love what they do and it's one of the questions I ask I do um one thing I do with clients is is brand strategy mm-hmm. and that's really a, what you said really get into the heart of, of things I ask them why they do what they do and then I ask it again because the first answer is, is normally something that's quite um, it's not emotional. You know, I get yeah. them to get to the the emotional reason mm-hmm. of why they are running this business, why why they're doing it, because that's the important thing. And that's the thing that keeps you going when it's past 5 p.m. and <laughs> you've not had a holiday for maybe five months as I realized yeah. that I hadn't the other yeah. week <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know those are the things that that you I say to people there needs to be something it can't just be about the money because you you'll give up no absolutely it's got to be some heart in it as well passion heart love for what you're doing love for the people that you are serving you know so you, you've got to be humble like okay I think you have to be humble in business and know that you are serving people. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. It's, it's not about me. It's about how I can help people, how I can help my clients. Um, So do you feel like you're helping people become better versions of themselves in some way? Now you talked about the fact that it's not just, the women that you support it's also the partner 
you know the men as well the the, the other people involved in bringing bringing this baby into the world um so yeah I mean whilst I support the, the family I mean I've supported um the person giving birth the partner the mother-in-law you know that sometimes the toddler in tow I've slightly illegally in my car <laughs> driving up to hospital with somebody now in labor so she's in the back with her contractions going husband's in the back we've got mother-in-law and we've got a toddler and we've got a big gym ball that's inflated. I don't drive a big car. Okay, so yes, I support the whole family. Do I help people become better versions of, them, of themselves? I say flatly, no. I do not empower people. I do not help people to become the better version of themselves. People already have the power within themselves. I'm not some special guru or God that gives people power. I encourage people to find the power within themselves. Wow. That's awesome. That's really, that's really resonated with me. Um, suppose what you're saying is that it's, it's already there in people. They just need a guide. Yeah. We, I mean, we often talk about doulas being Sherpas, you know, yes, you could climb that mountain probably yourself, but with a Sherpa by your side, and it is by your side, not leading you from the front, yeah? We yeah. could say, oh, you might not want to put your foot there, or how about, oh, that looks like a good place to put your hand, yeah? Try it, that. oh, you've done that really well. So it's, it's just by having somebody at your side, being non-judgmental, not leading the way, encouraging you, yeah? That's what increases somebody's self-confidence, a feeling of self worth um and feeling empowered we're not giving you power we're just saying look you've got it you know that's amazing really amazing so you've worked in the industry for a while now Mm. um I was I'm not very good at maths (laughs) I was trying to do I was trying to work out the years um but yeah let's leave that um because I'm rubbish at maths but it's been it's it's been a while um what what have you discovered working in the industry um you know what's what's the common misconception in your industry okay the most common thing that I find especially with uh, new doulas who come in they get they train and um they burn out quickly or they or they leave doulering very quickly because they struggle to make it work for themselves Now, when you're a doula, you need to be able to have a certain amount of heart, as I mentioned before, but also hustle, so business sense, okay? A lot of doulas come into this industry thinking, I want to help everybody, I want to save the world, and I don't want to charge a penny for it because, oh my gosh, nobody can afford it. Well, then how are you going to sustain yourself if you don't charge and if you don't charge your worth? So that's something to kind of reconcile within yourself. When you become a doula, how am I going to charge? You know, what am I going to charge? How am I going to charge my worth so that I can actually live? Yeah. <laughs> and feed my family <laughs> and pay my bills? Because that's important, right? Super important. And 
I was asked this recently. Um, I um, I lecture at Birmingham City University, and and I lecture um, um, on the the second year uh, visual communication course. And the, a few students have come up to me because they're starting to pick up little, you know, freelancing gigs here and there mm-hmm. in between their studies, which which is great as long as they get their work done first, of course. Of course. Um, and the thing that they struggle with so much is pricing. Yeah. They say to me, oh, I don't know what to charge and I've been asked to do this for free and, you know, and yeah, exactly. As soon as I hear that, I have to, I have to try and keep my cool. Yes, me too. Because, you, you know, can't, you can't work for free. You just can't. You've, you've got to feed yourself. You've, yeah. even, if you, even if you live at home, with your parents you know mm-hmm. if you're just starting out or you've got a partner that supports you you can't live off thin air you've got no. heating you've got your council tax you've got all sorts of things your phone bill yep. you know shopping you know all of those things cost money and Absolutely. it's I think a lot of people aren't realistic about what they actually need to live off yeah and that okay if you're going to start a business you have to know your numbers definitely absolutely and that's a mistake I made you know a bit in my first business I didn't really look at the figures I just thought oh money was coming in oh great wonderful but I didn't really drill down uh, and look into figures and plan ahead which is really important as, as a business owner and when you are taking courses, when people are taking courses, you've got to also factor that in. I'm down the line, I may have to pay for some extra training, um, materials. If you're creative, it may be some kind of, you know, software package you've got to invest yeah. in. Yeah, those aren't cheap, right? No. Yeah? <laughs> no, they're not. I know. So you've got to take all of that into account, not just, oh, okay, my time. So people think, okay, well, I'll charge, you know, three pence per hour because that's all I'm worth. Well, really, that's all you're worth. That's really poor. And plus, what about all the other stuff as well? Yeah, and that's really important. That's something that I talk about a lot is actually it's not it's not just that hour or that day that you work in it's as you say all the courses you've done all the books you've read you know all all the time that you've taken previously or the things you've learned previously yeah that you've invested in that have led you to be able to do what you do today and people forget that part yeah um you know most people are in education from you know, from when they're, gosh, I mean, gosh, when, when you really think about it, school starts when you're four. Mm-hmm. And then if you go on to a further education, there's obviously college and then university, you know, that's yeah. a lot of years of learning. Um, and that can't be discounted. No, it can't. So when somebody approaches you and says, can you do me a freebie? Um, I'll help you to A, raise your profile. Oh, exposure. B, 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 yeah, exposure. <laughs> Hello, I'm exposed enough, thank you. Uh, B, uh, I'll help you build your portfolio. It's, it's quite all right. I can do, I can handle that. <laughs> so much eye rolling going on at the minute because I can relate. I've I've been there, but it's difficult though because when you start out, sometimes you do like that confidence yeah. and that self-worth and it takes time to actually go no 
this is this is what I'm this is what I'm worth and yeah. what I say to people is to start out by figuring out what their daily not daily their hourly burn rate is and that's mm-hmm. something I've learned from one of my mentors Mike Janda who I've also interviewed um that's episode uh episode uh one if anyone wants to check that out but um mm-hmm. you know he he says work out what your hourly burn rate is and if you are charging that, you're not making a profit. That's yeah. just covering. That's you breaking even. So that's right. What's your profit margin? You know, yeah. is it 10, 20, 35 percent? Figure it out. And then you'll actually be in profit then. Um, Absolutely. I tell my new doulas, look, I also uh, teach new doulas. How much do you need to make your life work? Yeah, so that's all the bills and stuff. But also remember, if, as a doula, you're out there for many, many hours. You might need childcare. I factor in a small amount for self-care. So I know that when I've been bent over double, massaging a, a back for how many hours in labor, <laughs> I'm going to need straightening out myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I build in, I factor in my own self-care into my fee so I can actually look after myself and then that helps me to look after other people, right? Yeah, really, really important. Knowing knowing your worth and mm. and and just being realistic, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you know, we just talked about looking after ourselves and how important that is, so mm-hmm. that we can run our businesses. What do you think the impact is if we don't look after ourselves? And oh, well. have you been in that position? Yeah, as a new doula, oh, again, I talk about boundaries. And so now I am a very boundaried person. And I'm sure it really annoys some people. <laughs> but the people who it annoys aren't important to me. And that's fine. <laughs> so, you know, things like texts and emails and calls um, after a certain time in the evening, mm-mm, you're not going to get a response from mm-mm. me. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, people want to call it all kinds. I mean, you know, people are unless you're a, a client who is in, you know, late pregnancy and has an issue. Yes, of course, that's a call. But for people who just want to kind of run th- something by me at 9 p.m. at night, I just don't do it. So I have those boundaries in place. Boundaries are really important. If you don't have boundaries in place, you are going to burn out and people are going to burn you out because people often don't have boundaries and and don't think that you have them. So if you keep responding to to emails or telephone calls at 10 p.m. at night, if you keep on like that, you're going to burn out because where's your time? Where's your downtime? Yeah, really important. And something that I, I need to kind of take my own advice and I am, I am, slowly getting there um as I said earlier someone asked me when when was the last time I'd taken a break like a proper break mm-hmm. and I said oh do you count going to a spa for the afternoon as a break oh Danielle <laughs> you there till <laughs> I'm getting a look I feel like my mom's here I'm getting a look <laughs> no <laughs> that's not a break no it's not and I worked it out so my birthday's in June and Mm -hmm. June was the last time I took a proper break end of June beginning of July I took um 
we had five days away and then I had the weekend of just, you know, relaxing and, and not doing any work. Mm. You know, that was so July, August, September, October, November. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how it's happened. Right. But this is this is a thing, you know, running running your own business. You you don't have your boss saying to you, Oh, you need to take your holiday, which is what mm, used to happen when I was that's employed. Right, yeah. Take it and you leave now. You're yeah. gonna, you're gonna lose you, it. You're gonna lose it. Christmas is coming, you know, what you're doing over summer, get it booked in. Yeah. And so what I do now is and what I have done is I've looked through my calendar and every um every three months yeah sort of 12 yeah 12 to 13 weeks Mm -hmm. I've booked in my calendar holiday now I haven't necessarily booked anywhere away yet Mm -hmm. but now I know that it's in mentally it's really helped yeah and as I flick through my calendar and I'm looking I'm like I'm like oh actually that's my time off yeah I need to let my clients know and I need to actually book somewhere Yes. and know that that's my time and that's what I've started to do now and the like my mentality now knowing that that break is coming up because mm-hmm. the first one's coming up in a couple of weeks oh my gosh I feel so much better <laughs> I can imagine that's a really good idea I do the same actually I just go into my diary I just strike out a whole week and that's it there's nothing so when people book call up to book something in that week I'm like oh no no I'm away that week yeah 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 calendar book it out in your calendar yeah um so what you've you've definitely been you know on a journey and 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 you're still on this journey and what's what's happening next because obviously you are known as a Birmingham doula but you've recently started another um business another mm-hmm. venture which is called black mama's bear village you know what's yeah. happening there tell us about that <sighs> okay so um black mama's birth village kind of came off the back of covid uh the figures that we know that uh black women are almost five times more likely to die in the perinatal period that's the period just before childbirth during childbirth and just after childbirth and so as a doula, most of my clients were black and brown families. Um, but what I've noticed is that we're kind of missing when it comes to like online pregnancy and birth groups are there on, on say Facebook, for example, we're either in very small numbers or if we are there, we're largely silent. And it's like, well, what's going on? Why aren't we having these meaningful conversation, conversations in these groups? Because these groups are great for passing on information, learning from your peers and from doulas and midwives who are in the groups. What's going on here? And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to start my own. <laughs> I'm going to start my own. Black Mama's Birth Village, just a place where Black pregnant women and women of um, small babies can come along just to, what I say, sit and breathe yeah learn so I, I I place lots of resources in the group the pregnancy and and birth resources we've got a, a first aid coming a course coming up soon um we have a Sunday live together just to kind of talk through things you know happening in their lives and I put a call out on on um, Instagram help me reach 100 black women and lo and behold this is only a few months back yeah I remember at, seeing that do you remember seeing yeah, that yeah I do 
we're already at 103, I think it is. Amazing. Woo! Isn't that good? Clap. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well you. done. I'm so happy about it. So it's a place where you can come. You can, it's a, it's a, it's black women only. Um, I've had lots of other people trying to join them, like Black Mamas, mm. Birth Village. And it's a village vibe. It's just kind of, it's quite informal. There's no like, you know, long courses you've got to follow. It's like, come along. Here's the info if you want it. Come and have a moan if you want to. Come and have a chat. Let's celebrate you and your baby. And already their members are telling me how beneficial it's been to them. So I've had women there that have had four or five babies in the past. And they said that they've had a baby this time around and how different it was. Knowing that they have the information at their fingertips, they've got the support of the village there. They know more about their birth rights, what they can kind of uh, accept or decline from their midwife or from their consultant. And it's just made for a, a, a better experience, which is what I wanted. Amazing. Amazing. And I mean, I was going to say to you, what's the response been? And, and you've answered that question. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not a mother. Um, I'd like to be someday. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading those stats about the, um, you know, the high rates of, of black women dying, you know, to, you know, towards the end and after pregnancy. And it really, it really scared me. Yeah. Um, I remember having a conversation with my partner about it and being like, I've just read this and showed him the article and he was like, mm. what? Like, mm-hmm. why is, why is that a thing? And, yeah. you know, it, it sparked some conversation. And for me, <clears throat> although I'm not at that stage yet, knowing, and I say this genuinely, knowing that there's somewhere like that that I could turn to, mm when hopefully that's you know I'm in that position is it's I can't quite explain um because it was it was really scary really scary to read and you I wouldn't have known where to turn or you know who to speak to about it so um I I know for a fact that what you're doing is really really reassuring for for lots of women and, and lots of families so um yeah, well done. Well done, Lorna. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I feel blessed. They're, they're such lovely people in the group. They're so wonderful and they, they support each other. So I'm not like, I haven't got time to spend all day like monitoring my Facebook group and answering questions 24 7. And what I love about the group is they're so supportive of each other. So if somebody comes in and says, oh my gosh, this is happening, there's always, always someone in the group who'll say, Oh, hun, don't worry. You know, Aww. you know, we've got your back. Come, come back, yeah. update us. You know, try. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Which I love. Yeah, I and having that community is really important. And the fact that it's called village, you know, there's that there's that saying: it takes it takes a village to to raise a child. It does. You know, the thing is, Danielle, it takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes a village to raise a mother. Mm. not heard that one no it's mine <laughs> <laughs> need to copyright that yeah i do trade market <laughs> so i mean we talked a little bit about challenges and especially for you know women in with from minority backgrounds mm-hmm. what do you think are some of the biggest challenges facing female and minority business owners because we are we're both them yeah 
Absolutely. So, yes, we do have some challenges. And mm. I think some of the biggest challenges are actually people taking us seriously as business owners. And that can be um, society as a whole. It can be the banks if you're trying to raise finance, you know, rocking up there with your, your black self. Yeah. Okay? It, you can be, you know, discrimination is is rife. It's everywhere. This is where we live, you know, the society we live in. And so as a black and female entrepreneur, that we have some real challenges. And they're, they're not they're not impossible to overcome though. And what I say, if you're if you're struggling with people taking you seriously, and that could even be your family members, take yourself seriously first. Yeah. 100%. You know? I know that because I working from home, people assume you're just like there. Oh, I can, I can go and pop around to Lorna. She's at home. She's about, <laughs> no, I'm working. No. Again, boundaries. Take yourself seriously. Take your business seriously. And it will rub off. Other people will do the same. Yeah, I totally agree. And I remember someone... <laughs> someone messaging me on Instagram and sending me something and they meant well but but they they were sending me something that they thought I might be interested in and they referred to my business as your little yeah. business yes <laughs> oh I've had that so many times yeah from family as well you know Danielle it's yeah it's like are you still doing that still doing that thing yeah yeah and this is no disrespect to people selling Avon it's almost like oh you've still got your little Avon business yeah your little little pocket money this business pays my mortgage pays all of my bills same here pays for holidays (laughs) yeah this is not some little you know yeah it's three pence business here you know yeah and it can be it can be difficult when when the people nearest and dearest to you don't take you seriously and and it can be a real confident yeah. confidence knock um and I think that's why it's really important to surround yourself with people that help with your mindset help with that positive mindset and believing in yourself 100 oh, percent, Daniel that's the biggest thing for for any business owner is is the mindset and as you said when people are around you want being that supportive find your people yeah find your people and surround yourself with them it doesn't matter if auntie betty doesn't buy off you yeah what you may have auntie betty doesn't even want okay so it's no good being upset and saying oh my family they're so bad mine no one's bought off me it doesn't matter other people will if if you've got a, a business that's a goer other people will buy from you don't worry about your family and friends not buying from you yeah no it doesn't and they say that I can't remember who said it maybe it was Jim Jim Rohn or someone god knows because I listen to all sorts of audio books and podcasts sometimes I forget where I've remembered information but I remember uh reading that you are you're the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with Mm, interesting so you know if you're around people if the the you know the main people that you're around if they're if they're negative and Mm. they don't necessarily believe in you and 
they're asking you, well, why, why are you still, why are you still working? You know, it's gone five now. Mm. Can't, you know, can't you wrap up? Mm-hmm. Let's go down the pub, come do this, do that. And they're pulling you away from what you really want to achieve. You know, yeah. it's, it's going to be very difficult for you to, to kind of move forward and progress. Mm. And mm. so even if the people that you surround yourself with, even if you're not around them all the time physically, you know, it can be people that you follow on, on Instagram and you consume their content. It could be mm-hmm. the podcasts that you listen to. It could be the books that you read. You know, it's it's about surrounding yourself with that positivity and that knowledge so that you do keep going. That's what I've found. Yeah, absolutely. And, and unless you've been self-employed yourself, it's quite hard. So, you know, don't be don't be hard on the people around you who maybe have jobs who, who in employment not in self-employment they don't get it no they don't. they don't get it so don't be hard on them they don't get it that's fine just find people that do get it and, yeah 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 and that was one of the first things I, I did and I joined a networking group because I wanted to be around like-minded people but have mm. that had their own business I'd mm. never I'd had a side hustle but I'd never been completely self-employed that happened last year in September and I said right I need to be around people that have got their own businesses and have done it because I don't really know I don't quite know what I'm doing (laughs) not fully (laughs) I'm kind of winging it (laughs) we all are (laughs) yeah absolutely um so before we wrap up I've I've got a few questions um that I like to ask all my guests actually um, so I've, I've I've not shared these with you so I'm going to put you on the spot a little Ooh, bit now naughty Danielle <laughs> naughty of you but go on um so what um I always ask people what's the one sort of hack or top tip that you can give for anyone that might be thinking about starting their own business okay and not so much a hack but you know what I found a lot of over the years Danielle that when you go to these kind of startup events and you chat to other people who are about to start their businesses or you know just on the verge of launching something and they say oh I'm not going to start yet I'm, I'm just waiting on the funding I'm just applying for funding well, I want to say that's a complete claptrap. <laughs> <laughs> if your business idea is a solution to people's problems, if it's going to be something sustainable, then it should be able to launch in even the smallest way without that funding. You can always apply for funding later, but if your business relies totally on funding, then as Mona saying, maybe you want to think of another idea or another business model even charities have to generate money and revenue you know revenue yeah you cannot solely rely on funding so if you are passionate enough and you have you know the, the kind of wherewithal enough start if you need funding apply for that later don't don't sit there with that business in your head thinking oh I can't yet because I've not got the funding I think that's super important and you hit the nail on the head there Lorna because that's something that I talk about all the time is 
how are you helping people to solve their problems mm. that's the yeah. most important bit it is that's if you, yeah if you've got something if you've got a product or service that helps to solve people's problems mm. and you believe in it it will happen it will because people have always got problems yes. and people all will always get, they'll get to the point where they'll be like, you know what? I can't sort this out on my own. I need someone to help me. And that's where we come in, you come in. So yeah, um, yeah. amazing. But alongside that is as well is I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Then of course somebody else launches that business that you were thinking of and you say, Oh, but I can't now because so-and-so has done. Listen, how many Bread manufacturers do we have? Yeah. Warburton's, Hovis, goodness knows who else, yeah. Asda, Tesco. Yeah. You know, and the list goes on and on. Yes, you can still launch your business, even though Sally down the road has launched <laughs> something very similar. Yeah. You will launch yours, but with your own sauce, flavor, and seasoning. Yeah. It'll, it'll be different. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more um amazing well thank you so much for joining me today Lorna really appreciate your time um where can people follow and find out more about you you can uh find me on Instagram um at Birmingham doula so that's Birmingham doula is spelled d-o-u-l-a there's no space in between or at black mama's birth village so that's black underscore mamas that's m-a-m-a-s underscore birth underscore village and that's well, on instagram amazing thank you and i'll be popping all those details as well in the show notes so if anyone does want to to find uh, lorna on instagram i'll be popping them in so people can find you um Perfect. thank you so much you're welcome thanks for asking me danielle <laughs>